Welcome to Humanize IT, where technology experts meet to discuss business strategy, industry trends, how we can make IT more personal with conversations, not presentations, and occasionally engage in a laugh or two. Gotta go. Gotta wait for Skip to stop hocking up all of his lungs over here, so we can start the podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> lose one here before too long. Eventually, I'll get rid of this stuff. So today we're talking about proper QBRs, and it's basically a, a conversation that runs our lives here, and um, a big driving force of the arguments we have with MSPs of what you'd actually talk to your customers about in a QBR. And we've got a number of podcasts on it. Like, what is a B in the QBR? It's a business. And if you're not list learning about the business, you're doing what? You're presenting tools? You're, you're in the weeds? You're talking about tickets? You're talking about whatever makes you comfortable. So, well, uh, let me start QBR, out. QBR, I wanted to break it out during a podcast episode while you're listening in the car or listening at work. I want you to hear beginning to end what an actual QBR looks like. All right. And so let, let me set the stage for some of it. I mean, QBR is the, you know, is the search term. We, we have to use that. So um, it they might be quarterly. They might not. Uh, the most, the most important thing is you need to keep in mind that this is a business review. Now, quarterly is a great cycle to do those on, but if you're not doing that, that's okay. But it does need to be with a cadence. You have to be having business reviews regularly. And we all know this. I mean, if you think about this, anything that you do when you need to do it is a reactive activity. All right. And this is important. This is proactive work. So if you're just open and closing tickets, that's entirely reactive and you do things when you need to. But if you want to be strategic, if you want to actually be a partner with your customers, you've got to be in this mode of having regular business reviews. Yeah. And we covered this back in episode 238. I had to go, I had to go back and check it back uh, February. So if you haven't listened to that episode, it's called putting the B back in QBR. And that's where we talked about the focus of a QBR needs to be on learning about the business. So when I talk to you about like, what does this QBR look like? What does this 60 minute meeting look like? What does a proper session and a successful QBR look like? It's in context of that episode. So please go back. Listen. I'll put it at the end of this uh, YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll put it on the end. Um, episode 238. It's a 20-minute episode on why the business aspect is important of the QBR. And so when you walk into a QBR with the expectations, I'm going to learn about yes. my client. That is the first thing you need to put at the top of your head. So on the agenda... For a QBR, a 60, just a 60-minute QBR. I'm not going to go into a 90-minute one. 90-minute is just an expanded version of the 60 with a longer time spent on budget. So the 60-minute version, you're going to walk in and say, what is the goal of this business? Are they, are they a kennel? Are they a doctor's office? Are they a lawyer? What are they? And then what is their focus? So if they're an attorney, what kind of attorney are they? If they're a dentist office, are they a pediatrics? dentist office? Are they somebody who focuses on um, cosmetic surgery? What do they focus on? 
in going to that and understanding what their business goal is, if you don't know what it is, guess what you have? You have your first agenda item. Discover the, the business goal. What are you guys trying to accomplish? And that's when Skip talks about like the two main questions, like what are your biggest sources of revenue? What are your biz, biggest risks? That's where you identify that. So the very first part of any QBR should be set with the, like this highlights, this, this a positive note. Um, what happened last quarter that you're proud of? Where are you um, from last quarter? And people are like, oh man, we got the we got your uh, network upgraded. You should have no more problems with devices dropping off a of Wi-Fi. And I know that's been a pain for you guys for the past five years. We're glad we could solve that for you. Uh, and that's the business. What are some of the highlights from your businesses last yes. quarter? And they may say, oh yeah, we landed some new clients or we had a record high enrollment in our private school. Or maybe they have um, an attorney who says, we landed some big contracts for mediation. You know, what were their big wins? And so that's going to help you learn the context of what does this client consider a win? They love it when, oh, they do a mediation or they do... Um, they installed some new tools at the dentist office. You know, they're really excited about this new imaging machine they got. And so these are things that you're going to get on the same page. You're winning together. You're establishing well, is, that in the first 10 minutes of the meeting. Yes. And, and this is really important because we, we say this all the time. You don't have to be experts in your customer's business. They're the experts. All right. And so this is the opportunity for you to learn from them. And we, it's got to be a learning experience both ways. It can't be you teaching, you talking the whole time. You've got to go back and forth with your customer. This so, is not a lunch and learn, people. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. right. So take this time to learn about your, and, and the cool part about it is they're going to be providing the expert information that you're going to use to match technology with. And you're the expert in technology. They're the expert in their business. So the two need to come together and setting the stage early on is going to make these meetings much, much more productive because we're, we're focused on the business elements. And this is where you have to unlearn some bad habits that you learned in school. This is where you're going to sit and you're going to listen. And so you tend to run every meeting like this because at your organization or at your office, like... Remember when you were in your classroom, and I know because you're engineers, uh, how bored you were. <laughs> just let me do my work. Yep. You know, just give me the assignment. Let me walk out of this classroom. That's that's the feeling you want to avoid. What you want to do is go into this discussion group and you want to switch your mentality into this peer group idea that you're coming into a QBR and talking to peers who are going to help you discover what we need to do for this business. And you're part of this peer group. You are not a facilitator or a, you call yourself a facilitator, I guess, because you're running the meeting, but you're not there to teach. You're there to learn. And so is everybody else. So when you start off with the highlights, what was the best part of last quarter? You give them permission to talk about their business and you're getting giving yourself permission to talk about wins for your projects, which then segues into the next part which is just a five minute review, five, only five minutes. And we do this because you need a time box to the most important thing. Anything that was completed last quarter, any issues that came up, 
And then a glance at the budget. We spent this much on what? Yeah. So if there's any open invoices at that point, like, hey, we have, you know, like, you're not going to worry about those. You're just worrying about spend. Open invoices and issues with like unpaid receipts, those get pushed off to later. But right now you're just talking about what did we do? And the highlights, and it has to fit within five minutes. It cannot be any longer than that. This is not and, time to brag. This is the part that so many MSPs make the entire engagement based on. This is why you spend so many hours. And we hear from many MSPs that this, this six-hour number comes up repeatedly, that it takes you that long to prepare for your QBRs because what you're trying to insert in this little, where we're blocking out five minutes, you're trying to justify the reason they're paying their contract. Justifying your existence. You think increasing perceived value is overwhelming them with data points. Yes. And the software vendors out there, the tools out there will try to convince you of this because they want you to use their tool in the QBR. They want you to say, hey, according to this vendor, we saved you this much cash and you're going to give you like 30 data points and you're going to spend 20, 30 minutes of your meeting just talking about these data points that don't matter. Right. And, and the, the cool part about this is, I mean, we're, we're, you know, just 15 minutes into this meeting. And if you haven't shifted your mentality here, it, it's not going to be a, a productive meeting because yeah. if you're trying to justify your meeting, your, your, your existence, and using this mountain of data, what you're essentially doing is mounting a legal defense. All right, all, all this work that Why you're doing you shouldn't fire us. Yes, and and that it, it's just it, it it's the wrong perspective. You, yeah. You've got to shift and and get things in, in the right view with your customers, or you're always going to be in this defensive. Please don't fire me mode. As, as an athlete, there's a, there's a saying that I just, I made a connection today, Skip. I have an aha moment. When you're on a team sport, do you play to win or play not to lose? You can watch in a basketball game. You can watch in a football game when a team goes from winning to trying not to lose. And anybody who's played athletics knows and they can see it. And the coaches fear that moment playing to stall so we don't lose rather than playing to win. There is a time to stall, but MSPs tend to use this five minutes here and they make it a 20 or 30 minute. I need to justify my existence because we're so good at our job that they don't see all the things we're doing on the back end. You know what? That's fine. They shouldn't. And they shouldn't see all those things. That can be like a 10 second thing. Like you haven't heard from us because everything's working well and we've been keeping on top of it. That's why we say five minutes here. It has to be a time box. So now in the first 15 minutes of the call, you've established that you're listening to them with their highlights and, and celebrating in their success. They're seeing what you've done. That was the best thing you did all quarter. You've established value. And now you've done a quarterly review in five minutes saying, hey, you know, we, you know, if you want to throw in how many tickets you closed, throw that in here. You get five minutes. What are your top things that, that they need to know about? Well, and, projects, so in those top things, issues and budgets. And so now we're going to move in to what well, you're hoping on. for. Before we wrap it up, so there, there's a comparison there. I mean, the, the things that the clients are talking about and what went well for them, all right, their top items, they're not listing out all the things that 
they did. All the, there's a million sort of items. They don't bring that to the table and you shouldn't bring your list as well. That, that's the context we're talking in, the high level items that you need to be talking about. I think that's a fantastic point. Your, your client doesn't go, here's all this, here's the 600 things we did last quarter. Can you see how busy we are and how important of a company we are? You need to value us more than just a paycheck. They don't do that. They don't have to. So we move into the active quarter. And so given the context of everything we've done and the highlights from last quarter, you've now set this positive tone for what are you going to do this quarter? So in this podcast, we're coming up on fourth quarter. So we reviewed third quarter, everything that went on. We see the consumer index is going to be much more positive. So where every retailer is expecting a huge Christmas this year because everybody held back on spending the first three quarters of the year. And so we got this big thing coming into the active quarter coming up fourth quarter. And so now it's like, hey, to take advantage of the win you had last quarter, to take advantage of this new situation, here are our recommendations that we established earlier this year. Here's the budget we came up with earlier this year. And here's the roadmap. Now you get 15 minutes to talk through all this. Again, squeeze in five minutes for recommendations, five minutes for budget proposal, and five minutes for the roadmap. There is no negotiation here, really. There is can be some hand-raising, like, um, that's more than we expected, or we're going to do more, because that you're setting up what the expectations are, and then you're going to spend 20 minutes talking through any issues with this plan. So in total, you're spending 25 minutes. I'm sorry, 35 minutes on the active quarter and any issues coming up. Every software I have seen that talks about QBRs always talks in retrospect. Yes. Here's all the things we did. Let me prove to you all the things we did. And what I'm telling you, a proper QBR is a planning time where you're discussing with the client how to help their business succeed. That is the core of what we're trying to do here. That's why we celebrated highlights in the beginning. That's why we only spent five minutes on review. The past is the past. We are now, what are we going to do next week? We cannot change what we did last quarter. We can change what we're doing next quarter. And that's how we're going to help your business succeed. So discuss the upcoming business issues, any goals and objectives they have, and fit that active quarter within that context. Make any adjustments at this point in time. So... <clears throat> this is important because almost every MSP I talk to skips this. It is very rare for us, Skip and I, to come across an MSP who makes the business objective the focus of a QBR. And that's this 20 minutes of issues. What well, and is going on with the business that we can apply to the recommendations, budget, and roadmap we have come up with in the last quarter? Some people will switch these two around. You can do the issues first and talk about problems coming up in the next quarter. Um, but the the idea is hopefully in highlights, you have discovered or discussed what the main thing for the company is and what they care about right now. And so setting up the active quarter, what the plan was that you came up during the annual session and making sure it's still relevant given any issues that are coming up with the business. Now, so... Looking at our timeline, we're 50 minutes in, okay? And if you just want to take the numbers there and, and everything that's going on, if you have spent 
more than 25 minutes talking at this point. If you want to just add it up, you know, if you get a timer or something going, if you spent more than 25 minutes talking, you're, you're not doing well. All right. So this first 50 minutes is equal time. Actually, the whole QBR needs to be that. But I'm emphasizing this point. 25 minutes of talking time and, and we're nearing the end of the meeting. Right? That is the important part is your your clients are talking. They're bringing information to the table. That is what we really, really need. It's not all about you unloading a dump truck of data in their inbox. That that doesn't do anybody any good. It so, makes the vendors money. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It does somebody some good, just doesn't do the MSP any good. Maybe maybe there's a cabal out there that's getting, you know, slivers of pennies on PDFs that you know, trans- I know yeah, so enough people I, I know how the business industry works. Like, right, there's always those people who will milk you for every dime you have because they know that you they've got a a, a dime sack of cocaine here and they're waving it in front of your face. <laughs> Yep. You know, you've got people who are addicted to the caffeine. I know I drink my coffee and I, I love my coffee. That's and right. And I, I go to the coffee roaster and I give them my money. I don't care that it's bad for me. I'm drinking it anyways. And so you always have vendors who are going to milk you for it. You wanted the easy answer? Fine. Give us $1,000 a month. We'll give you the easy answer. The easy answer is, oh, you wanted to show them all your assets and your closed tickets? We have this cool report you can bring into your QBRs. Don't you feel validated now? Yeah. And then your your client's like, oh, I hate going to this meeting. I'm just going to assign this to uh, I'm Karen. And that's it. That's Karen it. Lowe's I hate meeting. going to this meeting. I'm going to pass it off to someone else. And once it gets so far down the chain, then the person who can't pass it off to anybody yeah. else cancels the meeting. Yep. Right. T- tell me I'm not wrong. All right. Uh, I've, I've, been, I've been there. All right. And, and I know going I on, t- on an aha moment right now. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. And I continue to get feedback from our members of, okay, that sounds good, but I can't get them to accept the invite. I don't know how many times I've heard that. I can't get them to accept in. the you, invite. You burned a bridge. You need to you earn your way back in. <laughs> yes. Yes. You have burned it. And, and we've got ways to rebuild those bridges. So, you know, there's lots of other things you can do with, I won't go into all of them because there's a lot, but you can rebuild those bridges and start again if you're in that role. But let's, let's focus on not burning those bridges right now. Yeah. And I, I think what you're doing is you're establishing in this meeting what is, and it may take you two or three QBRs to get there. Yes. Yes. But I guarantee you that I pulled this trick many times on site. If you have Adam Walter come on site to your MSP, I guarantee you at some point, you're going to start getting your leadership pulled in. Not because I'm asking them to come in, because they're going to overhear. I have a very loud, booming voice. (laughs) They're going to overhear me asking questions that they find interesting. Mm -hmm. And when you run through a QBR where you're reviewing the quarter, coming with the active quarter, talking about profit centers, what are the business objectives, and how can we support that through technology? All of a sudden, you're catching the eye of the CFO. You're, or maybe the person in the meeting's like, I don't have the answer to that. Let me ask. Let me ask Ken really quick. Let me ask Alice really quick. And they come in and say, "You're asking about our business objective next quarter. Why? Why do you care?" I'm like, "Well, tra- you know, traditionally technology has always augmented businesses. If you have a big sales quota coming up, we have ways we can help you. There's ten thousand solutions out there. I want to make sure our engineers are focused on making you successful. If this is private information, I understand we can sign an NDA." But I really want to make sure that if there's an opportunity for technology, 
to solve your problem, that we're getting that in front of you so you can make the decision. And this is this is a great kind of litmus test to, to these meetings. So look, look at yours. Do your customers think the QBRs are interesting? All right. Now, you've probably done some sort of CSAT along the way. And and there may be some sort of quantum. They were informative. You know, they've got they got something out of you that they thought was a value. But did they find that engagement interesting? Yep. And. If it's all focused about technology, for most of your clients, it's not going to be interesting. Now, I know we've all got those those customers that are just nerds, you know, operating in some other business, right? And and they're fun to work with, but we can't scale our business on that. Um, so you've got to make these interesting. And and what is interesting to your customers? Their business. So these have to be interesting meetings for your clients to attend and engage. I say this all the time. They care about the same thing you do. Relate to them on that. They care about making money just like you do. You want Absolutely. one more contract? So do they. You know, help them. Imagine if some vendor came in and said, hey, I can help you get three more contracts. I got, I've got, um, and not just like the usual like LinkedIn message here. Like, right. Imagine you're sitting down to coffee at your business networking group and like, hey, you know, I've got like this hospital and this uh, doctor's clinic. You work with doctor's clinics, right? You say, yeah. Well, I know for a fact they're looking for somebody. Do you want me to hook you up with them? If you can walk in the door and just mention to them that you're really good at the customer kiosk or you're really good with VoIP. Oh, yeah. You're that, talking about that, these are the things they need that they're really ticked off because this doesn't. You're you're all of a sudden, oh, I can fix that. You're totally interested in that. Yep. So you're going to do the same thing for your clients. Oh, you're a doctor's office and they're like, yeah, we're having a hard time with our, our phones and our routing. It's, it's getting, it's getting odd because it's getting hard because Karen quit like, you know, six months ago and we haven't been able to backfill our position with a good quality worker. And you're like, you know, we can help you with a, uh, with a, uh, call tree, a, a call tree and help you route those calls better. There's some really great systems out there right now. They cost to like, you know, $1,500 to $2,000 a month or whatever the price points. I'm not a VoIP guy, guys. Uh, but you suddenly go in and say, yeah, it's like $2,000 a month to do this call tree and you don't need to hire Karen again. You can hire somebody who's a better receptionist that can help patients as they walk in the door. And now you've solved a problem for them. And it's cheaper than the full-time employee they were gonna hire. And now they're like, oh, this is great. Oh, you want to you want to be more relatable to kids? You know, we can hook you up with like some um, VR headsets or something like that, and put them in a secure way that they won't get stolen. Whatever it is, you're helping that doctor's office with a pain point they have, but you can't discuss a pain point they have if you don't learn about it. Yeah, that's it. Your your business networking person can't recommend uh, clients if they don't know who you serve, and that is where networking comes in. That's where a QBR's core is. The entire purpose of the QBR is for you to learn about them so you can help them. Not learning about their technology, but learning about who they are and how you can augment their strategies. And that is what a proper QBR is. You can do a QBR or anything. You can just say, oh, we'll do a QB. We're going to do a business review on your project management software. It's not really, it's more of a TBR at that point that are, you know, yeah, uh, at that point. but yeah. 
you you run a meeting like I'm talking here. You start off with highlights of the last quarter, then review that quarter, any technical specifics for five minutes. Then you move into the active quarter and talk about what the recommendations for are for this quarter. And you spend 20 minutes discussing what business issues are facing the company that you can help with and adjust your budget proposal, your recommendations, and your roadmap to fit those expectations. So that when you come to your next QBR in Q1, you're going to review all the ways that you helped their business in that five minutes in the opening of the meeting. And you say, hey, we completed that uh, call tree for you. Did that work out? It sounds like it's going great. Uh, customers are very are a lot happier because they're able to get to the right person quicker. Uh, and everything's happy. And you, that was your five minutes. You made something better. You reminded them that you solved this yes. problem. And then you're going to yes. go ahead and talk about how you helped their business. Like, like. Yep. So the last thing you need to do in any meeting. So you've done your highlights, you review your quarter, you reviewed the act, you talk about the active quarter, you discuss any issues that are coming up. And then finally, last five minutes, action items. Every person in that room needs a, a takeaway. You can do a round table and say, what's your takeaway from this meeting? And have every person say something. Who is going to take care of what thing that came up? So, hey, I'm going to take the, the budget proposal. I'm going to take it to our quoting team and get you actuals for the next quarter. Uh, and then I'm going to create the tickets for all these projects. Or I'm going to initiate these projects with our engineers. Uh, Karen, you need to just be looking for that and taking that, that quote, that budget proposal, and making sure it's approved. If it's not approved already, or they need to uh, make sure that everybody knows that, hey, these PCs are going to be replaced, um, you know, set expectations with the internal business. Right. That's in the last five minutes, five minutes of action items. Set action items for this the CEO role that is in this engagement. All right. They they don't have any technology to do, right? That, that even even the operational stuff, the, the, the things that get discussed are about their business. They've got a a new something they're trying to launch or they have something they're having all of these problems with from a business side, ask them, Hey, can you prioritize the top three pain points you're having with this field office? I want to dig into that a little bit deeper. All right. They have a takeaway and their takeaway is business. All right. I, my, my people can't do whatever. Right. And th they're going to give you these pain points next quarter. You get to come back and say, you said this was a problem with your business. I have a technology solution for it. It's now your active yeah. recommendations for the third section of the meeting. You sync and these up. They, you're they feeding yourself constantly and you're feeding yes. them constantly. And so this, this common question that Skip and I get of, what do I talk about in the QBR becomes natural. And guess what? How much prep time there is? Almost nothing. Maybe yes. 15 minutes for you to put together the budget. If you're using our tool, it's about 15 minutes because the budget proposal get made automatically and the roadmap's already done. And, and then um, you walk into the meeting and you aren't full. You are now empty and you're looking for what do I need to do? What do I need to know so that we can make this next quarter successful for your business? Not for technology, not for making sure the lights are on more, but we're going to make this successful for your business. It should be an assumption that I'm, I'm keeping the lights on. When I go in and get my oil change, I don't ask the mechanic, what all is he going to do? My assumption is they know what they're doing and they're going to get my oil changed. Hey, and by the way, if you have anything else that needs to be done, just let me know so I can take action on it. Not much difference here, except for now you're saying to your mechanic, can you please let me know when I need to buy a new car? 
let me know when there's some major malfunction that I need to make a decision on. Is there a way for me to save money? You know, so these are things that you're talking about. I assume that you can keep the lights on. That if it is in question <laughs> your value, then you're not talking about business objectives. Yep. If you talk about business objectives with your client and help them meet those business objectives, your perceived value goes through the roof and you're doing a fraction of the work because now you don't talk about tickets. You don't have to put together these complicated asset reports because they can feel the difference in that new culture you put in place. They can feel the difference because you solved a business problem they had with salespeople on the road. You solved problems and they will remember that till the end of time. We're at the end of our agenda now, and you mentioned tickets there. And I know so many people out there are going, so there's not enough time for me to go over all the tickets that we close. All right. And yeah, that's by design. Now, there are cases, I do understand that, where you do need to have ticket reviews. All right. And that's perfectly acceptable. That's but not it's not meeting. part of the QBR. That's it's another engagement, meeting. it's another event. So that's a technical review. Yes. And that, that is fine. That's an operational review. Don't confuse the two. Completely separate conversation. It's like going in and expecting to um, go on a date with somebody where you're going to get to know each other and suddenly, or going out and having lunch with your friend. You haven't talked to them in a while. It's been a while since you guys caught up and they come in and they bring whatever pyramid scheme they have. <laughs> you feel like a bait and switch. You're going, oh, crap. Now I'm going to sit through this for an hour or two. Well, they're going to try to get me to buy in on whatever Amway crap they're into now. Like, I just wanted to hang out with my friend. I just want to talk about how life is going. And now I'm going to spend my time, you know, trying to figure out how do I politely decline this, this thing. And that's the way your ticket reviews sound to your clients. They're coming in and eventually you train them that when they come into a QBR, it's essentially a high stress um, timeshare pitch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not mm -hmm. a discussion of how can I make your vacation better? It's a, how do I get you to spend $14,000 on this timeshare? They're going to try to convince you and they're going to have every sales tactic in the book thrown at you. And there's an entire process you got to get through, but you have to get through it because it's part of doing business with this company. Yep. Don't be that person. Don't. Come to a QBR. Don't run through an agenda that focuses on the client and how you're going to help their business grow. Otherwise set, if you need to do technical account reviews, if you need to do ticket reviews, be upfront about that. Say, Hey, we'll cover this in another meeting. We'll do it via zoom or something so I can share my screen and show you what's going on, but that'll be the technical review. And you can have your key stakeholders in operations join that review. And that's an important part. You're going to have different roles in those engagements. I love this conversation. We, sh we should probably do this quarterly. <laughs> so, <about> that? <laughs> it feels like you know, we should have this, uh, this podcast come out quarterly. Just to remind people, stop talking about tickets. Stop putting so much effort into your QBRs and simply come in as a human being who cares about their client. Yep, that's, that's it. it. Make it All interesting. Right, well, go ahead, Skip. You have final thoughts? M make it interesting. And they're Thank not interested in technology. I'll give you that. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much. We will see you all next week. See you. Thank you for joining us today. If you like our podcast, please subscribe, comment, and check out our Facebook page. 
Also encourage others who want to see IT transform to subscribe as well. We could always use your help.